So I'll go ahead and start. Good afternoon and welcome to the September 14th, 2022 Treasure Island Development Authority Board meeting. Due to the COVID-19 health emergency, board members are participating in this meeting remotely via video conference and they are participating in the same extent as if they were physically present. Public comment will be available for each item on the agenda. For members of the public to wish to make public comment, the phone number to use is 415-655-0001. The access code is 2486-325-6696. Then press pound and press pound again. When your item of interest is called, dial star three to be added to the queue to speak. You may address the board once per agenda item for up to two minutes. Item number one, call to order. Director Sen? Here. Director Dunlop? Here. Director Richardson? I'm here. Director Breston? Director Breston? She's here, maybe she's Yeah, Lashondra, maybe you have to unmute. No, I'm having trouble. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Yeah, I just unmuted you. With my computer. Sorry about that. Here. No problem. And Supervisor Dorsey, we do have a quorum. Excellent. Um, so, hello, directors and members of the public. I hope all of you had had a great summer of barbecues and gatherings with your families and friends. Um, when the Barry had its heat wave last week, the coolest place to be was on Treasure Island. So good to see you all. Um, we have many issues on our plate for this fall, and I've asked our secretary, Kate, to send out again the reminders of the board and committee dates so that you can make sure to put it onto your calendars. Um, and we have a short agenda today. Let's see if we can get through it in good time. Okay, next item, please. You need to unmute yourself, Kate. Thank you. <laughs> it's happened to any of us. Item number two, general public comment. This item is to allow members of the public to address the Treasure Island Development Authority Board on matters that are within the subject matter jurisdiction of the Authority Board and that do not appear on today's agenda. In addition to general public comment, public comment will be held during each item on the agenda. And if any members of public dial star three and seeing no public comment. Okay, so then next item, please. Item number three, resolution making findings to allow teleconference meetings under California government code section 54953EE. So moved. Do we have a second? Second. Okay, so it's been moved and second. You have to take a roll call on this, yes? Thank you. Director Sen? Uh, aye. Director Dunlop? Yes. Director Richardson? Aye. And LaShonda? Sorry, Director Breston? Aye. Thank you. And there are four ayes. Okay, so the ayes have it. And um, Mr. Beck, um, do we have any uh, ideas to when uh, we will be meeting in person again? Are there have been any directors from the mayor's office? No, there there have not been. I, I continue to inquire, uh, but there there are no updates at this time. Okay, so then we will continue our teleconference meetings until that time. Next item, please. 
Item number four, report by Treasure Island Director. Thank, thank you, members of the board. Um, I'd like to start by inviting uh, Nella to give a report uh, on the programs of One Treasure Island. Thank you, Bob. Good afternoon, directors. Um, I um, included uh, the report in your packet, and there are some things that I'd like to highlight. Uh, one is that our uh, construction training program, the 13th cohort, is in session currently, and we have um, 12 participants that are in the program. We're very excited that uh, this cohort, they are learning more hands-on work um, around painting, around sheet metaling, and so we continue uh, to try to provide the students with the best um, possible training uh, so they can begin their careers. Um, very excited to report that our oral history project um, is still um, going strong, and we now have um, posters of the oral, oral history project in 35 bus stops spread throughout the city. I did include the link in your report so you can see exactly where they are, everywhere from uh, the avenues to the Mission, Golden Gate Park, and everywhere in between. And they're lovely to see, and we're very excited that if you are at a bus stop um, and you see one, take a picture and please send it to us so we can post it. Um, we are working with SFMTA on um, um, distributing information and getting feedback from the community of residents and workers on Treasure Island about a Bay Skyway project which includes the new uh, ferry system and a bike slash passenger lane on the Bay Bridge from Treasure Island to San Francisco. Tomorrow we will be hosting a information uh, group from 6 to 7.30 on Zoom where residents can come learn more about the project and then provide uh, SFMTA with some feedback. Um, and then last but not least, we are planning for our first sort of in-person inside Halloween um, celebration. And we're very excited. We are working with 13 members of the community to help us plan it, including uh, Director Breston's uh, group of the parent council. And so there will be a haunted house and some activities and some food. And um, again, we're very excited because we have a wide range of uh, participants in planning the, the, the event for the children on the island. Um, and with that, that concludes my report. Great, thank you. Thank, thanks, Noah. Um, Shiante, did you want to say a few words about uh, the YMCA's programs? Always. Um, thank you everyone for having me. Uh, really quick um, overview of what we got going on over here. We finished the summer camp program and we transitioned after school. We have about 21 kids registered with an average of about 15 showing up every day, which is really good. Every day we're getting inquiries now about um, how fam more families can join our program. And we've been working with them to the, the challenge has been that their school buses um, have been giving pushback to stop here directly at the Y. So we've been working and connecting with them for the buses that don't stop here so that we can get more families in our program. But our interest from since summer has continued to go up because at this point in time, so early in the school year, we probably would have had about 12 kids registered. So we're starting to see more momentum and just continue to build trust with the families. 
As Nella mentioned, we are going to be partnering to do some um, fun events uh, here at the um, facility for Halloween and then also working with Parent Council to do a really nice uh, haunted house maze this year. So we're looking forward to that event. And then on the gym side, we're very excited to share that we're finally going to be doing a, a relaunch grand opening of the gym. So the YMCA uh, is going to be putting some investment into the facility. So we're going to be painting the fitness room. We're going to get be getting rid of, uh, first it was gonna, only going to be a few small pieces of equipment, but now we're getting rid of all the equipment and bringing in brand new equipment that you would see at any other facility. So it can be, and so you can come in and get a full body workout. We're going to be doing some rebranding and cleaning up the building on the outside to make it, uh, to input up some signage so people know where we are and what we're offering. We're in the process of hiring Group X classes instructors, so they'll, they'll be coming along with the, the grand reopening, and then we're going to be doing, um, we're going to be changing out the lights so it's not the yellow color anymore. And so that's like, the YMCA is really putting pockets of money aside to invest in this and then using some of the other funding we have to really put some love on the fitness side of the gym as we invested a lot of over the last two years on the youth side we're going to bring it up on the health and wellness side so we can really make our gym an, an attractive place to be and place where more members will want to come work out um, aside from there um, we are launching some weekend programming um, starting next month on Saturdays, we're going to be launching some youth programs. We're just confirming some things, but it should be skateboard, a skateboard program, a photography program. And then once a month, we're going to be taking the kids off the island for a, a field trip, like a day trip to whether it be to a park or to a movie or to rollerblading or something. So that's something we're going to be offering once a month for the community. And then um, we are open up on Saturdays again. So we're now open Monday through Saturday, which is, it's been slow on Saturdays for the facility side, but just continue to get our names out there. And then lastly, um, we we partner with, uh, I think it's HSA. I think I want to say that right. But basically this part, this organization called a Veggie for Vouchers that allows us to give each household about up to 24, no, $240 um, in vouchers to go get groceries. Um, that program is coming back and we should be able to start administering vouchers as early as next week. So we're figuring that out. But that's everything we got going on here at the Y for right now. Hey, Bob, can I just, I'm sorry, Faye, can I just chime in? Because I, I forgot to say that YMCA is hosting the Halloween event. And so thank you for that. Um, they're allowing us to use the gym and that is a great space. So I'd want to get credit where credit is due. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Noah. Thank you, Shante. And, um, and before we go on, Bob, Shante, I, I just want to ask you because we had funded the photography program for youth during the summer um, and we would like your um, honest uh, um, uh, evaluation of that program so that we can make it better if, if we can. Um, I think the pro actually, once we got the program off the ground, it was actually really, really great. Um, the instructor was Victoria, who was here, and um, we, Paris and Jill, we talked to them yes. like just planning. But the program actually went really well in the beginning. Shandy, I, I think it's it ended up, it ended up, huh? Sorry, um, it ended up, uh, merging into our current summer program that we had, if we, they adjusted and adapted to our program because in that cohort, it was like entering third to seventh grade. So they were able to like, 
um, scale it back a little bit and actually work with the kids that we had in the facility. And it actually went really well. We actually have, they're gonna be bringing a banner by on Friday um, that actually has a lot of the youth artwork. And then, you guys have all these photos? I don't know, but in that green bag. And then they, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can show it. But each kid made like, has a little portfolio that we're gonna be giving out to them that they made like these little book things, these banner things where they all got their photos that they took the entire time. And then they have like their key photos. That's on a really nice one that the kids like. And then a, a few extra photos that were just printed. So it actually turned out really, really nice. And we've been having conversations about how we can keep the current interest that we have now working on a Saturday. That's the Saturday program that we're trying to launch. And the, the one thing that we didn't, I don't think was a good job, we did a good job of is once it merged with the YMCA, it wasn't communicated out to the community that even if you're one in our summer program, you can come to the drop-in during the two hours that we had. So we want to just make sure we get that message out for the community that it's open to anyone uh, if they're interested in it. Commissioner Shen. Thank you. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Yes, yes please. And thank you to uh, Nella and Shanti. This is basically very inspiring. And I'm kind of wondering, this, these programs are very successful. You are keeping their residents, especially the youth and young adults on Treasure Island engaged. I mean, people don't hear of this kind of progress. You know, every now and then we hear all these things. How can we, I, I wanna pose that question to you, uh, you know, Nela and Shanti, and maybe you may not be able to answer now, but help us out because there are so many wonderful programs at Treasure Island that Tider is sponsoring. And in fact, we got from the Arts Commission, uh, Commissioner Shen and I are on the Treasure Island Java Buena, you know, Arts Committee, and everyone is very excited. And we wanted to make sure that we keep these uh, programs going, you know, getting people here and then you keep adding up, you keep motivating them. Uh, the photography uh, program, we can link that to the city. We can, through that, some of these kids can interact with all the other programs in the city. So help us find a way that, because that's what I'm going to be concentrating on now. How do we get information to the community at large so people get a breadth and depth of what we are doing on this treasure island? We are spending money, we are spending our resources, and training, and they are tremendous, uh, you know, successes that we need to showcase. So those are just my comment. And again, wanted to uh, convey to you all, we appreciate all your work on the island. Keep doing them and we'll keep supporting you. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Um, go ahead, Bob, with the rest of your report. Thank you. Um, uh, tomorrow, uh, One Treasure Island, Ida, the Sailing Center, and the Sailing Science Center will be hosting a cleanup day at Clipper Cove from 9 to 1. Uh, volunteers will keep clean up along the cove, and then uh, there will be a, a picnic lunch. Um, equipment will be provided, uh, and any volunteers should wear comfortable shoes and outdoor work attire. Uh, if people have questions, they can contact Rihanna at One Treasure Island. Um, also, uh, 
One Treasure Island will be uh, hosting a, a Hispanic Heritage Month celebration at the Ship Shape on September 27th between 3.30 and 6. Um, all community members are welcome and there'll be tamales and churros and uh, other uh, food as well. Um, staff are working on preparations for Fleet Week, which will be October 8th and 9th this year. Um, while we're continuing to prepare for crowds, we're also trying to uh, work with uh, media outlets uh, to advise the, the public to discourage uh, crowds from descending on the island because um, we do not have the space that we, we had with the Great Lawn in the past. Um, on the weekend of the 15th, there will be a day, day to night music festival held on the Gaelic Fields. Um, from noon to 9 p.m., uh, staff are working with organizers, security, and and their tra and the organizers' traffic management team uh, to to coordinate for that event. On the housing front, uh, new residents have begun moving into the Bristol on Yerba Buena Island. Um, uh, for Starview Court, uh, work is progressing with the the excavation of foundations and and setting of rebar. Uh, the first private parcel, C2.4, just north of the chapel, has also uh, completed driving piles and begun uh, excavation of foundations. Uh, we did have two power outages this past month. There was one on August 21st that was limited to YBI, and another on August 29th that was caused by a Mylar balloon getting into the lines uh, that, that second outage was was limited to TI. Both outage uh, service was restored in both cases in under two hours. Um, and uh, the service restoration time and the fact that the the outages did not affect both islands uh, at, at a single time is is some indication that the um, work with the PUC to localize and limited outages is is having some benefits. Um, Ida staff have also been working with the PUC to schedule a series of, of limited planned outages, uh, each typically lasting for, uh, impacting only four to five residential buildings, um, beginning in August, uh, and continuing to a last outage that's being planned for Saturday, October 1st. Uh, through these efforts, uh, we will in total have replaced six transformers and six and 15 cross arms um, on uh, older poles. Also uh, on August 11th, the, the city made its first sale of bonds under the IRFD, uh, selling $30.33 million worth of revenue bonds. Um, these will be used primarily to reimburse infrastructure and development costs uh, for, for TICD um, and $4.7 million of the proceeds will uh, be going into the construction of the, the Starview Court building. Um, these bonds are secured uh, with tax increment from the IRFD with 82.5% being available uh, for developer reimbursements and the other 17.5% uh, being reserved for, for TIDA's use in constructing uh, new affordable housing on the island. Um, we uh, uh, had really good uh, investor demand for, for the uh, product. 
um, we were able to secure a, a true interest cost of 4.85% uh, for the financing, which in the current market is considered to be a very good, uh, favorable uh, rate. Um, this is the first IRFD debt issuance in the state of California. Again, the IRFD uh, provisions were created um, after the dissolution of, of redevelopment uh, and are the, the way that we are leveraging the city's tax increment commitment uh, to the development of the island. Um, and uh, that concludes my report. Oh, I'm sorry, one, one uh, other thing. Um, the uh, environmental lawsuit that had been filed uh, against the Navy, its contractors, TIDA, and the state of California um, was dismissed uh, by U.S. District Court on August 30th. Um, the uh, uh, plaintiffs had uh, until September um, 12th to, to file uh, if they wanted a reconsideration um, um, for specific plaintiffs in that case. They declined to do so. They do still have the ability to appeal uh, the uh, the ruling of the court dismissing the lawsuit. Um, if they if they elect to do that, do so that that appeal would need to be filed uh, by the end of October. Uh, and that concludes my report. Okay, thank you um, very much, Bob, for that, and thank you, Nella and Shiante, for your uh, news. And I will open it up to the board for any questions or comments. And I see that Mark, you have your hand up, so go ahead. Yes, indeed. Just a quick question for Bob. You know, how would you um, say that that bond? Well, the bond sale when went to expectations was it above below just curious about that and to, so to see what the future might look like yeah I, I think the uh, um, um, the the bond sales went uh, as as favorably as we could have hoped um, there was significant uh, uh, interest from a number of institutions and um, the interest rate that we were able to lock in um, uh, is, is pretty favorable considering the current inflationary pressures and, and other things uh, that, are, that are affecting the bond market. So uh, I think overall, it, it was a very favorable debt issuance for, for the program. Thank you. Question. Uh, yes, Linda, go ahead. Thank you so much, Bob. Um, again, thank for your presentation. Just one question about the Yoba Buena, you know, power outage. What was it? And for my recollection, is that the first time we've had um, power outage on uh, that island? What was the we've, cause of this one? We've we've had a, a, a few power outages on Yoba Buena Island. Um, we had one. Um, in, in June where a, uh, a vehicle hit an electrical pole. Um, and, but the majority of our outages on Yerba Buena Island have been uh, the result of, of uh, uh, trees, con tree contact with overhead electrical lines. We are in the process uh, working with the PUC, uh, the, 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 the new, 
electrical distribution uh, infrastructure on Yerba Buena Island in the joint trench undergrounded has been installed and we're in the process of uh, energizing um, a number of things, for instance, street lighting that was connected to old overhead lines um, to the joint trench so that over the next few months, we, we hope to uh, underground most, if not all, of the electrical system on Yerba Buena Island. So uh, at that point, it'll, it'll all be on new underground electrical infrastructure, um, much better protected from potential uh, outages. Yes, that's great. It's a new development now and with new infrastructure. So it's gonna, we're gonna be watching to see the reliability of the electrical systems. So thank you. Okay, good. Um, all right, is there any other board members comments? Hearing none, um, that's, do we have any public comment? There is one caller on the line and I will open comment. Thank you. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, hello, directors. This is Mike Hennahane with the Treasure Island Museum. Um, I had one extra thing to add that this Saturday coming up on the 17th, uh, we finally finished construction on our new gallery space in building one. And we're having an opening of our brand new exhibit. It's going to be at 1030 in the morning and uh, Supervisor Dorsey will be joining us to, um, to get things started. And then we'll be having an open house all day where uh, you can go and check out the exhibit. You can talk to the exhibitors. And uh, also we've commissioned a piece of artwork, uh, a poster sort of in the style of kind of like the Muir Woods or the National, uh, the Golden Gate Re uh, Recreational Area, which we hope might be a part of a new series uh, promoting Treasure Island. And we'll be unveiling that poster and the artist will be on hand to sign. So I'm hoping that uh, some of you might be able to join us. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Mike, um, for that announcement. Um, we're glad that the Treasure Island Museum has some space, um, renovated space in building one. And um, certainly the history of Treasure Island is really important. And so I'm glad that your organization is still doing that. Um, and, and it would be great for you to send us in advance, you know, any notices of open houses. And certainly I'm sure directors would try to make it if they could. Thank you. And my apologies to the museum uh, for failing to mention that I had, I had uh, typed it into my notes, but then I didn't print out a fresh version of my notes to, to read from. Um, so thank you, Michael, for, for uh, including that. Okay. Um, are there any other comments, Kate? If none, we'll go on to the next item. There are no more callers. Item number five, communications from and received by TIDA. Okay. Um, are there any comments by board members? I, I, I would just like to say in terms of the communications that I saw some um, news reports that were totally um, erroneous and fallacious, you know, talking about evictions on the island. And in fact, we have a commitment to make sure that people on the island have replacement housing. So I don't know where that type of false rumors are being um, made, but I just wanted to um, certainly note that that is not the case. Um, and then um, I would also like to say that there was that groundbreaking for Starview Court 
um, which is the latest affordable housing pro um, project that is being built by um, Mercy Housing. And it is the first housing for families on the island. Um, the other project, Maseo May, is um, for formerly homeless veterans, but um, Starview Court is actually for families. And so it's really a great milestone for us. And there was um, a groundbreaking um, for that project. So I wanted to note that as well. Any other comments? Yes. Yes, yes Commissioner Linda, go ahead. Thank you for that um, you know, clarification. What I would like to suggest, and probably at some point, we need to commonly let people know that they are not evictions. I read the uh, newspaper and I was really very surprised. Again, uh, disseminating accurate information to the residents, to the community at large is extremely very important. And at some point, I would like to suggest that even just to make sure we can engage our service providers, housing providers on the island, uh, that we invite them to this, to our commission, specifically to ask housing questions and to nail things in the bud. And when we get this information, I, you know, I receive calls from just um, everywhere and um, I know we're not evicting, evicting anyone. Treasure Island, we're trying to relocate families and we are spending millions of dollars to do that. Working with the Mayor's Office of Housing, uh, Community Development, and working with the nonprofit, working with One Treasure Island. Tida has spent a lot of money in order to, you know, keep um, our residents supported of them and also to make sure that they are relocated for those that want to stay on the island. And so uh, Mr. Beck is going to probably mention that during the business, but since Commissioner Shen publicly uh, mentioned that, I just wanted to add that, that at some point in the near future, we should invite John Stewart to One Treasure Island, just let them come and communicate with the public, how they are managing their residence under them, if, um, you know, evictions to really help us to, you know, clarify the disinformation going on. Thank you. Um, we we um, are working with ARWS on a pair of fact sheets and um, uh, uh, frequently asked questions uh, pages, and we will be um, um, putting that information on, on Tida's website as well, but also uh, sending out letters to all of the village's residents. Um, also, uh, some of those comments that were cited in the article by Carol Harvey uh, were at a town hall that was uh, sponsored by the, the Treasure Island Mobility Management Agency. And they are also working on an FAQ document uh, and we'll be providing input on that as well to uh, address questions that were raised in, in that forum. And in addition, we will be having entertaining uh, discussion with the nonprofit provider to come before TIDA, right? Yeah. Okay, I would, thank you so much. I would like to suggest that sooner than later that we begin having these conversations that with the nonprofit providers, because a lot of people are at loss. 
And what they're, I think what a lot of residents are listening to primarily is the villages, the villages, the villages, and they're feeling left out of the conversation because even their property managers don't know what's going on. So in addition to what Linda is saying, I would like it to be an organized event, something where all the property managers and all the, all the, who, all the, um, providers are getting the same information at the same time with an agenda on when to have this information given in a practical manner so everybody is understanding fully because I would hate to see the rest of this development go with the confusion that went on around the whole transition with the villages. It was a lot of confusion. Okay. Um, so, uh, was there any public comment on this item? There is no public comment. Okay, next item, please. Item number six, ongoing business by board of directors. Is there anything that uh, would like to be mentioned by the board? Yes, Mark, I see your hand up. Thank you. Um, I just uh, sort of um, going forward with um, the last uh, speakers is that things like our press is usually pretty poor. You know, they whenever you hear about Treasure Island, whenever you read anything, it, it's always on a negative as opposed to the the amazing things and the the future that we're looking forward to. And so I, I don't know if we have a press person per se, but if there's just some way we can counter the the negative uh, of the press currently. And if there's you know some way to, I know we we work hard on getting forward the the dream that we have and that's you know beginning to, you know become, um, but some way to get sort of a steady influx of positive information out to the public. That's it. No, thank, thank you, Mark. Bob, I have a question. Was there any validity to what Carol reported as far as that ban being the report, the media report being on Treasure Island? Yeah. No, 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 no. And then, so, no then maybe, so then maybe that's one of the first places that we need to start and just to piggyback off of what Mark said and to, you know, let people know, no, this is not true. What's being reported is not true. Like, you know, if it's not true, then they need to know that. I think really when it comes down to it, Treasure Island is such a small community that was a naval community. No one in Treasure Island is right here, but no one in San Francisco knows about it. They don't know the intricacies. They don't realize how long we've been out here. And I feel marked. Like, we are a tight-knit, really good community, and people tend to look at us like, oh, Poor Treasure Island, when we live in one of the best communities in San Francisco, you know, we have our ups and downs, but as we're navigating this and getting to the point where we want to be, how do, how do we include people in that? How do we give them the bigger picture? Because, I mean, often 
it's almost like people pity you. And it's like, do you know where I live? Do you see the views? Do you understand the access that I have? So, and I can appreciate one Treasure Island with the oral history and the Treasure Island Museum and all the programs, like Linda mentioned earlier, we have out here. But then, well, yeah, do we have a press person? How do we get this information out there? You know, because then it makes is the feedback that's coming to the residents who live here. They like, okay, what don't we know? They're feeling like we be, they're being left out the loop, like it's something sinister going on. Well, thank you so much, LaChandra and Mark for that. Um, and I agree, you know, we've got such a incredible community here, but there's always a few that will want for their own reasons to um, put out there false information and this is false information that is making it into the uh into the particular newsletters that they have so um we do you know there's there's not much we can do if um there's that type of uh you know social media that's going on but um we can do more to have positive news um go out and and we have been trying to do that um and together with also TICD you know, on having good press reports. But um, you're right, press always wants to look at the negative rather than the positive. So hearing from island residents such as yourselves is really important. Bob, did you want to add anything? No, I, I, I think you hit on a lot of the, the challenges there, you know, that, that uh, we, we try and get the, uh, you know, to, to correct the, the, uh, the narrative uh, whenever we can um, and, and get, get the word out. Right, good. Um, okay, so then um, hearing no public comment, next item, please. Item number seven, consent agenda, 7A, approving the minutes of the July 13th, 2022 meeting, 7B, resolution authorizing the Treasure Island Director to issue a request for proposals for as needed environmental engineering and oversight services of the Navy's environmental remediation program on Treasure Island. 7C, resolution authorizing the Treasure Island director to issue a request for proposals for advisory services relating to the implementation of the transition housing rules and regulations for the villages at Treasure Island. 7D, resolution authorizing the 47th Amendment to the Treasure Island Land and Structures Master Lease between the Authority and the United States Navy to extend the term. Okay, um, so are there any items on this consent agenda which um, any of the directors would like to call out to be considered individually? Okay, hearing none, um, we will take a vote on the consent agenda, but do we have to take public comment first before we do the vote? So then, um, Kate, is there any public comment on the consent agenda? There is no public comment. Okay, so then, um, board, we need a, a motion and a second to approve the consent agenda. So moved. So second. Okay. So it's been moved and seconded. We have the roll call. Dr. Sun? Aye. Director Rick Dunlop? Yes. Director Richardson? Aye. Aye. Director Braston? Aye. Mr. Director Braston, oh, thank you. And there are four ayes. Okay, so then the ayes have it. And then, um, uh, Mr. Beck, I just want to make sure that um, item 
items uh, 7C, which is authorizing the RFP for the implementation of transition housing rules and regulations for the villages at Treasure Island, that that RFP comes back to the boards that we can look at it before it's issued. Will you do that? Okay, thank you. And we've, we've also filed this week for uh, review with the, the Civil Service Commission um, on that as well. Great, thank you so much. Um, so then the eyes have it. Next item, please. Item number eight, Treasure Island Parks Names Updates. And uh, Bob, are you introducing the item or is it Matt? Yeah, so um, uh, Magda from uh, TICD will be here uh, to present this item. Um, the, uh, um, um, the, the, there are a number of parks names that are, uh, being presented for information. So, uh, as, as we go through the presentation, if directors want to weigh in, uh, on specific, uh, locations and names that are being, uh, proposed, uh, you could do so, or uh, at your choice, uh, we'll also take whatever comments or questions you may have at the end. Okay, thank you. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Magdalena Mishka. I work for TIDG uh, on the Parks Program. And um, today I, I will be presenting um, um, the Treasure Island and Major Phase Park names uh, to the board. Uh, Back in uh, May, we we did present to you the initial presentation. Um, I will go a little bit back and, and go through the schedule. So in February 2020, uh, uh, the first um, Treasure Island uh, parks um, construction started. In April, um, we, we did the presentation to CAB about the park names. And in May, we came to the board. Um, so now we are back um, to present to both TIDA, CAB, and board, Church Island uh, board directors. Um, we, we as a team, Treasure Island Development Group, um, all the designers, we went back and we revisited names. We talked to the marketing team. We did also talk to the museum and um, a few other stakeholders about the names and um, as requested before by TIDA board and CAB, um, we provided an alternatives to names, uh, but we also added a little bit more background information here and a context for the naming. Um, we will be looking into uh, approval for the names uh, next month. And in the spring 2023, we're planning to open first parks on Treasure Island. Oops, sorry. So um, in 2015, um, we presented to board and CAB uh, for uh, Yerba Buena Park, uh, Yerba Buena and Treasure Island street names, and those were approved. Uh, all of those names were inspired by Golden Gate International Exhibition. Um, and we have a few photos here uh, going back to that um, history of the island. And I also wanted to mention that a lot of uh, street names are uh, based on um, individual uh, individuals um, that um, are connected to the island, and the, their names are used 
here you can see the historical names and also we, we show here um, all the names that were uh, selected. In 2021, um, we, uh, Tida Board approved the Year Buena Park names and those were in, inspired by the nature. Uh, so um, we touched uh, on, on that element of the island and you can see here uh, the names that are in gray, those are the approved names for Yerba Buena Parks and the pink names are proposed for uh, for Treasure Island. We'll go back to that. So, so now we are in 2022, um, we are uh, presenting proposed names for a Treasure Island. And um, the idea here is to go uh, to, to name them a little bit after the aviation history of the island, but some of the parks also uh, will be named uh, based on the features and programming of the parks. Uh, so here's few photos uh, and uh, images from uh, from the time that the island was uh, planned to serve as a airport um, historical real image. And also um, this photo uh, specifically shows that the Clippers were landing, and also the buildings that historical buildings that are staying on the island are still there. Um, we have uh, here a photo of the pilots walking outside of the building one. Um, uh, one more photo here of, of the historical um, view on the island and, um, and also this postcard uh, showing uh, the connection with with the uh, with the island and the history of Clippers and the island at the airport. Uh, the first park uh, that I will be talking about is uh, Treasure Island uh, Landing. That's a proposed name. The the current name is Waterfront Plaza, and you probably uh, mostly know that park with that name. It's the arrival zone um, for the ferry. And so uh, in the discussions with the team, we proposed a few more alternatives. And um, based on our research, most of the Bay Area landings uh, for the ferry or any other types of uh, communication um, transportation is the first uh, part of the name is the name of the place. So here it would be a treasure island. And so that's why most of the names that are proposed are starting from Treasure Island. Um, landing um, for landing of the ferry gateway, because it, it, it will be, so the alternate, one of the alternatives is the uh, Treasure Island gateway, uh, because it is front door to the island uh, from, the, from the bay. And uh, another alternative is Treasure Island Gateway Park because we actually think that this space would not only uh, serve as a transit hub, but also as a park, because there will be a lot of elements, uh, programming elements for people to uh, to just, um, you know, enjoy their time there. And maybe in the future, and also by residents, that park would be named just the Gateway Park, and the Treasure Island Gateway Park will be official name. Um, the museum brought up the uh, option of naming this um, this park midway landing and that is um, to connect the park with the history of the clippers and that they were uh, flying directly from treasure island to 
to the island that was midway and there was a there was a there's a connection with the island and that part of the history and also um there was a resident um uh, uh, from the island that was very important in the battle of midway um his name was nymphs uh so so that was uh this is the um, something that museum brought up to our attention. Um, uh, next park is uh, Building One Plaza. So that's the park that's on the front of the Building One. Uh, the proposed name is uh, that we presented to you before is Trans-Pacific Plaza. Um, I wanted to um, show close, uh, close photos of few elements that are actually on the building one. So you can see here the reliefs showing the planes and connecting us to that uh, history of the island. Um, the park will be serving uh, as a you know connection with the ferry and the building. It will be a recreation area to enjoy the views. Um, we have few alternative names. Um, Trans-Pacific Plaza and Plaza Pacifica, Court of Pacifica, Pacific Unity Plaza and Pacifica Plaza. Um, we want to propose uh, as an alternative a convention of the, the reason why we have the name here West is we, we want to propose the option to name the park on the front and on the back of building one, the same name, but name them with the east and west option, uh, because we want to, um, we were thinking about um, treating that park as one. And also during the Golden Gate exhibition, there was a lot of courts and areas that were called east and west. So, so we think that that might um, also kind of a little bit to the Golden Gate times, uh, Golden Gate exhibition times. Um, Next is the uh, Marina Plaza, which was a previous name for the space behind building one. Um, proposed name um, that you've seen before was Clipper Cove Plaza. And now um, we have few alternatives to that. So not only connecting that um, to the Clipper Cove Promenade that's across the street, but um, trying to name that park around building one as one and treat it as one space. Uh, so similar alternative names, uh, Trans-Pacifica, Trans-Pacific Plaza East, Trans uh, Plaza Pacifica East, Court of Pacifica East, uh, Pacific Unity Plaza East, and then Pacifica Plaza East. As you can see, a lot of names uh, still connect us to this, to the route of the Clippers, so the Trans-Pacific route and also some sculptures um, uh, that are in the collection of the Building One Plaza. Uh, Building Two Plaza, um, it's on the front of Building Two. Um, proposed name was Panem Grove. And I, I also mentioned here that um, we are trying to, what was brought up before by cabboard, and I think at this the previous meeting here too, that we want to make sure that this core of buildings, building one, building two, and building three, they have the same um, idea of naming. So we go back to the history of the Clippers, um, and uh, we can keep this core um, naming idea as uh, the same. 
Um, here you can see some historical plans from, actually those are from Golden Gate uh, exhibition. And you can see that there was some, on the front of building two, there were some uh, aviation exhibits and in the back uh, of building one, back of that building was serving as a, a Pan-American Airways. Um, sorry. Um, and also on the building two, you can see the relief that's called the spirit of transportation. So that's um, um, another item that, that brings us back to the, the history of Clippers and the airport. Um, so there's not a lot of alternatives that are provided here. We One, one that's um, added is Olive Grove. Um, the Pan Am Grove connects directly to the Clippers. The olives will be transplanted from the entire island to this, this area. So we do feel that um, that will be a connect connection to, to the programming, but also a little bit to the history. Um, the museum brought up the idea of using the name of the family that actually did planted the olives. But I, I wanna clarify that that was, um, that's not something that the family is interested in. So we are not providing that name as an alternative. And um, also to clarify the one of the main ideas for the park names is to stay away from specific uh, names of people that were living on the island or live on the island or are connected to history. That was something that was used with the street uh, names. So uh, we are not proposing any names uh, after, uh, after people from the parks. Uh, Building Three Plaza, uh, previous name was the Hangar Yard. Um, the idea here is that this is more uh, commercial, maybe more industrial uh, looking park. It will be mostly parking lot with some uh, some of some of the park parking area might be used for um, for festivals, but basically it will be more industrial looking park. Um, two proposed alternatives that might feel softer than the hangar yard was um, Aviators Park and Aviators Court. Uh, the idea of the bringing the, the, the second part, so the court name, uh, came also from the Golden Gate exhibit, exhibition. Uh, there was a lot of areas that were named courts uh, towards that, uh, on that, in that plan. Uh, Clipper Cove Promenade, that was previously named Clipper Cove Promenade. Now uh, the proposed name before was also Clipper Cove Promenade. A few alternatives um, is Treasure Island Promenade and uh, Treasure Island Esplanade that can uh, be commonly used as the, Espl the Esplanade. Uh, the reason why we were thinking about the Treasure Island is similar to Waterfront Plaza. We did the research. There's few promenades named by the, the name of the place and then adding more promenade. So uh, if we would want to um, simplify the name of the promenade, um, those are a few additional options. Cultural park, um, proposed name is Chapel Green, and that's the park uh, around the chapel. So the main feature will be the chapel, and but also there will be a bosque of trees around it and the event lawn. Uh, Alternatives here still connect, well, are connecting us to the, the chapel. So um, we have Chapel Green, uh, Chapel Gardens, Cultural Gardens, uh, Chapel Grove, 
and Chapel Glen. Um, trying to connect to the, the chapel, but also maybe instead of using the name green, um, point to that, that those will, that will be a garden that can hold events and there will be growth there of trees. Cityside Park. That was uh, always used name, but it's also a proposed name for that park. Um, it is the longest park uh, that will be provided in a phase one and two, stage uh, one and two of the Treasure Island development. Um, and it will have the view off the city uh, and the promenade along the riprap. So uh, the connection with the city is obvious. That's why um, the proposed name before was Cityside Park. Few alternatives here are Vista Park because of the view, uh, but still connecting us to the park. And the second option is Blossom Rock Park. And that um, alternative came from the name of the bay between San Francisco and Treasure Island. Um, I believe this is the last park that we will be talking about today. So Eastside Common uh, proposed name is the Common. And that is the park that's, uh, it's a linear park between residential um, developments. Um, it will have um, multiple uh, multiple gardens in it. So that that's why we, a few alternatives go go to that uh, programming element. So Greenway Gardens is one of the alternatives, and the other alternative is Greenway Park. Uh, the alternatives we're trying to uh, connect a little bit more to the linear, like how the park is linear, and uh, not maybe um, as the common um, talk a little bit about how the park is square and surrounded by residential units. So here you can see all the names on the on the plan. Uh, the pink ones are the ones that we are trying to get approved at this point, and then the gray ones are the parks for the Yerba Buena parks. We do have a slide here um, that we can open for this uh, that can help open the discussion because we have all the alternatives and all the proposed names. So at this point, I will just open it for questions and comments so we can um, take all of those into consideration and provide you a final names next month. Thank you, uh, Magda. And uh, those were great um, illustrations and a clear, um, clear summary of where we've been. There's certainly been a lot of discussion about the parks and it has been several years from all the way from 2015 when we have been, we've been talking about naming conventions, which are always important. Names are always important. Um, and particularly as a way of, um, of wayfinding so that it's clear to people where these places are. Um, so I have I have suggestions myself, um, I, um, but I'd also like to invite the other board members to um, say what they think. Um, but if I could um, begin, I, I would say that, first of all, I think the idea of naming it after the aviation history of the island, it's, I think that's a good idea in that it is evoking history. And in the street names, we evoke history by um, naming certain streets after artists and various other historic figures. 
um, which I thought was um, a good idea. But um, uh, for the various names, I think for um, the Treasure Island Landing, I think that's a good name because it's very clearly it's Treasure Island, not somewhere else. Um, and it makes it clear for Google Maps to identify that it is on Treasure Island. And it is a landing. It is where the ferry um, uh, comes and it's where people land on Treasure Island. So I think Treasure Island is appropriate. Um, on the um, Pan-Pacific Plaza, which is the plaza in front of Building 1, um, again, I think that that is a good name um, because it was the theme that was in the exposition. Um, the other alternative that I think would be worthwhile to consider is Pacific Unity Plaza, because Pacific Unity was um, also the main theme of the exposition. And in fact, there were several murals that we had, which um, really emphasized the um, connection that the uh, exhibition wanted to um, make between our part of the Pacific and the other part of the Pacific and bring those people together. Um, so Pacific Uni Unity Plaza might be a good name, um, but I think Trans-Pacific Plaza is, is all right as well. Um, on the Clipper Cove um, Plaza, um, it is the plaza behind the building one. Um, and I think it clearly um, is it locates it because it's right next to Clipper Cove as well. So I think Clipper Cove Plaza is a good name. I think having a east and west is always confusing, like Trans-Pacific Plaza East, it's, first of all, it's a mouthful. And, and secondly, people will not remember West and East. I think it's better to have a separate name for it. So Clipper Cove Plaza, I think certainly does that. Um, the uh, Pan, Pan Am Grove, which is, um, where is that? That is, um, be, that is in front of the Building 2 Plaza. And I, I think that is a far preferable name um, than Olive Grove since you've got the aviation theme. So I think that that is, um, again, eh, furthering that aviation um, theme. Olive Grove does not do that. Um, the hangar yard, I, I think that that's up in the air. You know, I think Aviators Court, Aviators Park, it's probably more a court than a park, actually, um, is is fine. Um, but Hangar Yard is fine as well. Um, and then the promenade, I think having it very specifically a promenade along Clipper Cove and calling it Clipper Cove Promenade, places where that is, because we may have other promenades in the future. And so having Clipper Cove Promenade, I think it's, it's a good idea. Um, as far as the cultural park, where the chapel is, um, Chapel Green is fine, but I think, you know, even Chapel Gardens or Chapel Grove um, would be acceptable. Um, and then the city side um, park, that's a very important park because it's, it will be our largest park and it is basically our front door. It's our living room. It is, you know, facing the city. And um, I, I don't think it's appropriate to name it Blossom Rock Park. Nobody would know what that is. But Cityside Park or Vista Park 
um, because it has a vista is, is a possibility. But up till this point, we have been calling it City Side Park in all of our documents. So um, I think that maybe carrying on that, since it's in all of our documents and all of our um, plans, uh, maybe we carry on still that name City Side Park. And then the East Side Common, which is a linear park, it is linking a series of open spaces, uh, green spaces, is my understanding. Um, I think having it be, um, you're proposing the common. Um, I think maybe Greenway Gardens might be um, an appropriate thing. So those are my, you know, comments, and I'd like to hear from the best of the board. Yes. Yeah, Linda, go so, ahead. So Thank you, uh, Maglina, for that uh, presentation and for the time constraint here. Absolutely, I think I agree uh, with the naming conventions and just let me go to my notes. Yes, I believe that the Treasure Island Landing, absolutely for branding. I think that's gonna be very helpful for us when we actually uh, market, you know, that ferry uh, area. So that is perfect. The building one, that Trump Pacific Plaza, absolutely, because again, uh, the history of that, um, you know, exposition at the West Coast, absolutely. Clipper Cove, I, that that is there. Clipper Cove, our Clipper Cove, is actually significant because it's the only place um, in the Bay Area in North America that, be what I'm hearing, that is actually good for sailing or training, and that's why we. So that's great. The promenade. Absolutely, the building two, the Pan Am, I think that naming convention is there. Yes, building three about the hangar, I also kind of ambivalent about that. I think um, Aviators Park or Court would be, uh, you know, better off. I did not like the comments. I think there should be, because the word there, you know, it connotes a lot of stuff to a lot of people. I think we can probably have a better name for that, or instead of just calling it, uh, you know. So that's one that I have an asterisk, and um, I, I do not like that name. I think we can come up. The naming convention for the chapel, yes, the chapel itself is a brand. I think we need to honor uh, the use and the assistance of that. And yeah, it could be instead of green, it can assume a garden, a grove, I think that would be applicable city side park. Yes, the naming convention is already there. And again, back to the Eastern Common, I would definitely would not uh, think we should come up with a better way for the replacement for that. So those are just my uh, suggestions, but um, you know, thank you for the presentation. All right, any, any other comments? Um, just, just one, um, you know, the, the city side park or whatever, what, what are we calling it now? Isn't it like the grand promenade or it's. It, it's called city side park right now. Oh, what treasure Island, how it's calling it. Um, yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a great lawn, right? Pardon? 
I thought we were calling that part of the island. Don't we call that the Great Line? That's the part down there in the front, oh, right? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lashandra's right. The, the area between Avenue of the Palms and and what was the Star Barracks used to be called the Great Lawn. Well, I kind of like. Yeah. The other thing to consider about Cityside Park and also the Commons, and I'm, I'm just using those names for reference is that um there will be multiple spaces within those parks which will likely have their own names um as we go forward for instance the the first block of of city side park does include a large lawn area and then progressively as as city side park goes further north it becomes uh more natural in its landscaping and planting. Um, so the, the, you know, it is possible that within Cityside Park, that first block, which includes a large, large grass area, large turf area might, might be called the Great Lawn within Cityside Park. So uh, uh, something else to think about when we're thinking about, um, you know, uh, the, the, uh, Eastside Commons or Greenway Gardens, each block might have its own garden name. You know, there's there have been presentations before uh, where one block of that might be a dog park, one block of it might be a what CMG has has described as the swing space uh, uh, with with uh, play uh, swings for for young and and uh, grown people as well. Um, but so uh, again, just pointing out that uh, there there may be beyond the, the large park level, there there will be other naming opportunities as well. Thank you for that, Bob. Because you're right, um, Cityside Park um, encompasses the whole west side of the island, and you're right. There's going to be a large lawn area, which we may call. Uh, the Great Lawn, but there's also going to be some um, more wild areas which are more wetland-like, and they, there may be a different name for those. So, yeah. Then just one more question. Does somebody happen to own the name Pan Am right now? Is that going to be a problem? Good question, Mark. Uh, Magda, do you know if they researched the um, provenance of the, uh, of the names? We will check on that I'll, I'll ask cmg uh but as far I, I believe that the name was uh pan american airline uh, airways like based on that graphic um as you can see so i think it's just for short um and it's not exactly the same name that i was using that was used historically so it was yeah. pan american airways so i think it's just for short uh but we will double check for uh rights for that name Thank you. They might have pulled a trademark on that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Um, I have. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lashandra. I'm wondering, is it possible you can go back to the list of names? Yes. So for the building one plaza, I would go with Pacific Unity. Just because, as um, Faye said, that was the goal at the time, was to promote unity. And, you know, Mark, um, you're right. 
the first thing I thought about when I heard Pan Am was the airline. That's the first thing that I associate with, and that's just really telling my age. I wonder <laughs> if people are going to, yeah, will there be some confusion? And, you know, living on the island all these years, I can't really say that many of the residents here make that connection. You know, or even if most people in San Francisco do, we all know this is where, you know, most people know that this is where the, you know, the World's Fair happened, but most people connected with it being a naval base. Yeah. So a uh, question I have about the gardens, the um, cultural part. So that's in the area where the chapel is now. Are those flowers that were removed, are they going to be replanted or were they taken away? Were they going to be replaced, the ones that were there originally? Are you asking about the planting? Yes, yeah, because it's, the, it's a cultural park. It says chapel gardens. And I remember the rose gardens that used to be around the chapel. Uh, will those be replanted or will they be the original bushes? Because that's something that a lot of people are going to associate with that area. So the plan right now is to have to keep the chapel. There will be a event lawn around it and then the grove. There, there was no plan to um, replant the rose gardens. But now when I'm looking on the name, maybe that's a great idea. <laughs> well, if you say garden to me, I think flowers. So maybe... Chapel Green or Chapel Glen. I'm, I'm thinking that people, I, I know some, when we first moved out here, so many weddings, so many anniversaries for so many people who got married there. I think that's one thing that's going to be, you know, come to remembrance. That's something that's going to stick out as far as history wise. Maybe not, you know, public history, but personal history and local history. Um, and I think the hangar yard, um, anything but that. <laughs> Aviators Park, this sounds good. I think it will give, you know, it, it, nothing else they'll want the, the kids to want to go and find out what that is. And um, I'm with Faye. No, I think it may have been Linda. East side and west side is confusing. Okay. <laughs> so, like, so we get like sunset, suns, sunrise, I don't know, something along those lines. But I think, yeah, I think that's it for me. Thank Wait. you. Thank you, LaShondra. Okay, so um, we will open it up to the public. There is no public comment. All right, so no public comment. Um, you, you've gotten um, our comments from the board. I hope you'll take that under consideration. And um, and then when do you come up back to us? It's next month. For yes. final approval. Okay, good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for your presentation today. Okay, so um, next item on the agenda. Item number nine, discussion of future agenda items by directors. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, yes, Linda, you can go ahead. Yes, please. I just wanted to echo what we said before, uh, Commissioner Shen, actually all the commissioners, and you know, Cassandra, Ashandra. We need, I think, uh, to, we're going to be probably talking with the director to, to really try. We are at a point where we need to showcase Treasure Island. Uh, it's okay that we have the museum, 
and all the other people, there are all kinds of interests. Again, we need to remind ourselves and the public that this is a signature project in North America, not too many projects like this. And it's encumbered on us for our communications to the press, to sales to the community. And I think this is where we are right now. I haven't seen any situation where we've even had a sort of a video presentation interviews with the commissioners that are driving this, uh, you know, and a director, you know, this important, you know, project. So that is a glitch, something that we really need to do. If we do not to be proactive, others are going to be telling the stories of this island and we're just gonna be frustrated when there is disinformation, misinformation, but I think we are also obligated and mandated uh, to be at the driver's seat to tell the stories of how these projects are coming along, what are the merits, what are, what are the benefits for not just even a treasure island for the San Francisco region. And this is a big area project as a matter of fact. So I just wanna put that in there and on the housing, I want to say that uh, director, we would like to talk to the nonprofit, uh, you know, housing provider service to appear before, you know, tighter some point, so we can ask them questions for the record, and they can help us to say no, it's no eviction going on. I think hearing from them, put it out on record, help all of us, including the supervisors who are hearing this disinformation and they themselves are very uh, concerned. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Linda. Um, any other items for discussion for future agenda items? I really think we have to discuss this muni situation. With the construction, with the traffic, it's been regular complaints about how the buses are running, how they're not making it to all the stops, how people can see the bus turning around and going around construction. Maybe they're running late. They decide to cut out, you know, one half of the island. It's really, be, it's affecting people a lot. We already have a shortage on the school buses as Shiante had mentioned earlier. So when you got people commuting in the morning, trying to get out of here, it's... I, I think LaShondra just got cut off. Um... But we get the gist of what you were saying, LaShondra, um, which is the problems with the bus service. Um, and although that is not directly under TIDA's um, oversight, um, we are planning to have a have Muni come to a board meeting. Um, we were hoping when we had the on-island meeting to have Muni there. Um, that Bob, is, is there a way for us to get a report from Muni? Um. I could uh, try and request for a report. We also did have a muni representative come to the August community meeting, okay. um, which again is a virtual exercise, but um, uh, they participated in with One Treasure Island and Tida in our August community meeting call. Okay, um, so so they have come, and and maybe um, uh, the next on island meeting, which we're hoping will happen sometime in the fall, whether that's October or November. Um, they could be invited again. But it's, it's not, um, but Muni is not um, under the oversight of TIDA. That is, you know, a separate agency of the city. 
So if the construction is hindering the muni services, that come under, and I believe that's what the problem is, and that the buses are cutting the routes because they're being held up during because of the construction, mm -hmm. which yeah. in turns is affecting our residents. Right. So we we should take that up with muni and um and have them you know give us a report. It's, it's, on that yeah okay so um any other items okay. no okay then um if that's the case i think we can adjourn is that right nothing else yes, we did. yes thank you uh, all right well all of you have a good uh september and we'll look forward to seeing you in october thank you okay. All right. Okay. Bye. SF Gov TV, San Francisco Government Television.